Welcome to the Fit40 Podcast, where we take all the confusing, conflicting fitness and nutrition information and break it down so that you can live your healthiest, strongest, most energized life. I'm your host, Brian Fitzsimmons. Let's get it started. All right, what's up, everybody? This week, we got a special guest on. We have Enrico Incarnati, also known as Rico. If you've heard uh, people like Jordan Syed, Jason Phillips, talk about him, reference him. He is the guy behind the camera. And this guy also comes from Chicago, but made his way to New York and now Texas, right? There you go. There we go. He is a cannoli and espresso connoisseur. And along with Jordan Syed, Jason Phillips, he's also worked with people like Zach Rochelio. I don't even know how to say his name, but he's the flexible dieting lifestyle, Bailey Turner, Kelly Yeager, and Allie Webb. So I think that covers most of what he's done so far, but if you have anything to add, Rico, welcome on to the show. Tell people a little bit about yourself. Thank you so much. No, you did a great job with introing, and I think you did a phenomenal job with highlighting the cannoli connoisseur, um, <laughs> the espresso, everything. So you did a great job with that. Um, short little bio about me. I'm an Italian kid who grew up in Chicago, Illinois, um, and I currently am a videographer, video editor, content strategist, media strategist um, for people in the fitness space, and probably for a lot of people that you follow. And so if you're someone listening to this podcast, and you're like, who the heck is this Rico guy? Maybe you've seen me on people's stories. Maybe you've seen the videos I made for them. Um, but I mainly work with people in the fitness industry. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. And yeah, that's how I, how I found him. I mean, Jordan Sia raves about this guy. So I'm very excited to have you on today, man. And appreciate it, man. as selfish as I want to be and pick your brain about how to make videos better and the business side of things, this show is for the people. So we're going to dive deep into things like time management skills, consistency, and all the things around that. And of course, we will be touching on fitness and nutrition because this is a fitness and nutrition podcast. So to kick things off, I just like from a spectator point of view, like absorbing all your content, like you are Mr. Consistency. Like, I don't think I've ever seen you miss a day or if you have, I never noticed. <laughs> so like, I know that you've been around guys like with Jordan Syatt, like Gary Vaynerchuk, or like, I'm assuming with Jason Phillips, like Alex Formosi. Is that the reason for the strip, by the way? No. So oh. the reason for the, for the no strip, to be honest with you, um, is because, so yes, I did see Alex wearing them and I'm like, why does he wear that? Once I realized that I actually had an issue breathing with my nose and this actually helps just open up my nostrils a little bit. Now I've actually recently realized, especially uh, like today, I, I posted on my Instagram story that like I've been, I wake up at like two, three, uh, two, two a.m. like three a.m. every night. Um, I just I can't breathe through my nose, and it's just I I struggle with um, like dry mouth because I go breathe through my mouth, and I have a tendency to do that. And so the reason for the nose strips mainly is because it's a band aid solution right now. Um, I definitely think I have a um, deviated septum and something that I learned from my one friend, not to gross anyone out on, on video, but like, if you, and this is how you could, uh, don't take my word for this. If you, <laughs> if you think you have a deviated septum, one thing that my friend told me to do was like, and, and imagine this, take your two thumbs and place it underneath the top of your nose. And if you can breathe in like HD, then you know, you probably have a deviated septum. And so whenever I would, whenever I did that, I'm like, oh my God, I can smell tomorrow already. Right. And like, <laughs> 
that's when I realized I'm like, I, it's an actual issue. Um, and so the, the no strip, to be honest with you, it's a band-aid solution, but it's something for me that I'm trying to get better at of just breathing through my nose as simple as it may seem. Um, but it's something that I do struggle with because I have a tendency to just breathe through my mouth. And I know for just, for, for me, whenever I sleep, I get immense amounts of anxiety thinking that if I can't breathe through my nose and if I were to do like the, the mouth tape and covering your mouth to like help breathe through your nose, I'm like, I'm not going to get enough oxygen in. And I'm like, I'm just going to pass out while I sleep. And so I need to make a, a, an appointment with the, with an ENT to get this, get this solution fixed. But, um, I know you wanted to touch on consistency and like, I appreciate you even saying that like I'm Mr. Consistent. Um, I think one thing that has helped me tremendously in the past few months is that like I made a decision that I'm like I'm gonna make a video every single day on Instagram TikTok and like and I'm, and I'm gonna post one right because I I looked at myself as I'm like I'm being really sporadic with my consistency levels I'm posting every so often I'm posting when I feel like it and I don't really have like a sense of direction and purpose behind it and so maybe you listening maybe you understand you're like wow, that's me. I, I feel the same with my workouts. Like I'll go to the gym when I feel like it. I'll go to the gym when the, the sun rises at the perfect fucking hour. I'll go to the gym when the temperature is just right. Like we make all these excuses and it's like, okay, but like, how is that actually serving us? Right. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I made the decision just blindly. I'm like, no, I'm going to make a video every day. And I've done this for the past few months and I've seen a tremendous change in like my account. Um, I, I've grown, um, I think almost a thousand new followers on Instagram just from doing that. And I, I know it might not seem like it might seem like a lot or not a lot to people. I think in the grand scheme of things, like if I were to up that to two to three times a day, then I'd probably see more return. But for me, what I can do right now based off my bandwidth is once a day. But for me, that's like the daily thing that I have to do. And that's the thing that like, no matter what, I have to get that done because for me, that gives me a sense of purpose of just being creative and like actually having something to like look forward to and something to actually get done. Um, and so that like for you, like that could be going to work out. That could be, I don't know, going to do laundry. That could be going to do whatever task that is or whatever thing, but like, just do it. And I think when you, when you boil it down to, you know, consistency, right. I think, especially on the days when you don't want to, that's when it really builds your character. I think for most people, they wait until they're ready to do something. They like, like, here's the thing. Why do you think so many people wait until January 1st to start? It's because that's when everyone's going to be motivated. Well, cool. If you want to be like everyone else, then quit within the next three weeks after January 1st, right? If you don't want to be like everyone else, you can start today on October 27th at the time we're recording this, or whenever this gets launched, you can start that day. But I think we look for reasons to start for when it's going to be perfect. And the truth is like, there's no perfect time to start. Like, I, I know a lot of people hear about imperfect action and it's like, oh, well, you know, I, I get it, but I I don't actually want to do it. You want to make excuses as to why you can't fucking do it because that's what's comfortable. We always gravitate towards the things that allow us comfort and making a decision to take, take action on like going to work out or making a video or doing whatever, like that's uncomfortable to us. So whenever the alarms go off in our head of like, oh, this is uncomfortable. We immediately go back to like, what's safe and what's safe is just not taking action, staying stuck where you are. 100%, 100%. I love what you're saying. And that's definitely going to be the sound clip of this whole thing is if you want to be like everybody else, start on January 1st. Because I mean, it's a trend. Trends happen because a lot of people do it all together. And I mean, if you want to break the mold and be that, like I was just having this conversation with a client, like if you want to be in the minority, do things that other people don't do. And the minority is healthy. Unfortunately, the majority are unhealthy. Dude, it, it, it's so crazy to me. Like, even just saying that, 
like the minority is is healthy like it's scary and, 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 and it is but i i've been seeing a lot of a lot of content recently on this where people are like it's it's the norm of when you're like oh i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna have a salad and you're just looked at as like different versus yeah. like everyone else that's getting like the chicken fingers the burger the like tacos whatever like not that that's unhealthy but in in it's more calorically dense but yet you choose to make a decision that's less calorically dense that's viewed as like weird it's like oh come on just you can you can have a bite oh come on you can have a crumble cookie that's 600 calories and it's like we all look at these things as like oh like it's 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 the norm and it's sad that eating right and eating healthy and eating better for your body to fuel your body is is the norm it, yeah. it's 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 wrong but when you think about it, there's a reason that all these other places are in business. It's because they prey on you being mentally weak and caving into that. That's, well, I mean, that's, that's the truth. That's Planet Fitness's business model right there is er, thousands of people sign up, maybe 5% show up. Yeah, and, but, 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 that, but that's the thing, man, is that like, I'm, I'm, it's funny you, you said about Planet Fitness. I'm a big believer in the environment with my gym. Mm -hmm. Like, so my girlfriend and I, we live here downtown in Dallas, Texas, and we have a gym that's called Cowboys Fit, right? And it's a, and it's an extension of like the Cowboys training facility. It's super cool. Like, I love it. It's- I'm it's, so jealous. I'm actually a Dallas Cowboy fan. <laughs> I love that. I'm, I'm going to touch on that though. Um, the thing is though, with me, that facility is almost too nice. Mm. Like they have a nice turf, all the equipment, super clean and pristine. And for me- I almost look at that kind of like a lifetime fitness or equinox to where I'm like, everybody cares more about how they look working out as opposed to working out. And so mm -hmm. what we did was, cause we walked to that gym cause it's downtown. Literally it's like a 10, 15 minute walk for us. Cause we live downtown. We decided we found this other gym that's like in this strip mall that owns the whole top floor of the strip mall. Um, it's called recess fitness, but it's an environment to where I'm like, the equipment's not as nice. They have nice equipment and it's a nice, nice facility, but the people there, I'm like, they care more about working out and like actually achieving a goal than like taking a photo for Instagram, just saying they did this today. Right. And I'm like that for me and for us has been huge. Like, I can't wait to go to the gym now. Mm -hmm. Like before I would make an excuse of like, oh, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. But like, now I like, I want to push myself more. I want to actually be in the environment where other people are at. And so like, if that's you, like understanding, like what's going to be best for you for your environment, right? I realized for me, environment is everything. And I think not that you should base your progress or your fitness journey off of other people and like, you know, what they can do for you, but just even being in that environment, like it's more motivating, you know? Absolutely. And I mean, I talk crap on Planet Fitness, but on in all honesty, <laughs> I love it for clients that are just starting in the gym because you're surrounded by people that are exactly like you. They're beginners. And then when you get to like your point or like my point where you want to take it that next notch, then you got to upgrade your environment. And then you just keep climbing the ladder up and up and up. Cause I know where I go, Tom's river fitness is all these people over 40. They're doing it to live their best life. And I'm like, these are my people. I may be only 29, but I jive with these people way more than the people at crunch taking selfies in the mirror. Well, dude, that, that, that's how even just my brain works that like, I just turned 27 recently, but I've always been, I'm like, I relate to people that are older than me, but like more so than my generation, because I'm just like, I, I just, I can't relate to my generation. I, I look at other people that like, I quote unquote aspire to be like, but mainly because I'm like, I can take something that like, you can teach me 
that like I haven't learned yet or that I haven't seen yet or a new perspective on life that like you've kind of experienced that I haven't even fathomed yet, right? And so for me, I look at that as like, I want to be around people that quote unquote have done it already because there's always something that you can you can take from that and that you can give to them based off of maybe like, you know, for example, I, I talk to people all the time that like don't really know social media as much. And so I can always give something to them that like wouldn't, would enlighten them in a whole new way that they otherwise wouldn't have seen. And they can vice versa do the exact same thing for me from a, you know, Hey man, like you're 27, like at your age, like I was doing this and like, you know, I didn't even start until I was like 32 or 33. And I'm like, wow, that's a whole five, six years of my life that I still have to like live, but it's just a perspective of like hearing it from them of like, dude, just keep going at your rate. And I'm like, cool. You know, it's, it's, it's just those things of like, you can give something to someone else, but just always upgrading your environment. Like you said, is so huge. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know like, since we're speaking about our generation, I know one of the big themes that I keep catching, like with other coaches or even friends and family is like that perfectionist mentality. And like, I know that it's very easy to get caught up in that whole crowd of like, if I'm not going to do it right, I don't want to do it at all. Now, I know you are big on addressing this. So like, we're, let's like go down that path a little bit and talk about why perfectionism like isn't the way to go. I'm going to actually pull up a tweet on my phone that I made the other day. It was um, about Derek Jeter. And I'm assuming many, and I actually made a video on this. Um, I'm assuming most of you listening, you probably know who Derek Jeter is, who was a famous shortstop for the New York Yankees. And I like to relate perfectionism to this exact tweet that I made. And it, it's interesting because I think a lot of people think like, oh, perfectionism, like, you know, it's, it's, it's a reason for you to not do. It's just an excuse. It's literally all it is. And I made this tweet in relation to practicing when it comes to making video content, right? Like putting in the reps and you can apply this to your workouts, to whatever that is. Derek Jeter had 11,195 at-bats in his career. 3,465 of those were hits, and he made the Hall of Fame. So what I'm saying is not every workout, not every video is going to be a hit. And and of those 11,000 at-bats that he had, 200 were home runs. That's a 0.017%, right? But yet every time we go to the gym, we think it needs to be the best workout of our life. Every time we hit post on on Instagram, it needs to be the best video. Every time we hit post on TikTok, it needs to go viral. Like that's just not the case. And the more you set yourself up in that mindset of like, every time I go into it, it needs to be a home run. Like it's just not like, that's the reality of it. I think your mindset should be, it's going to be a home run, right? And you should have that mindset of like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be the best, but you know what? Like I'm going to strike out sometimes. I'm going to get on base at least. I'm going to hit a double. I'm going to hit a triple. I'll hit a home run. I'll hit a grand slam. Sometimes I'll literally stand there striking out, looking, right? And that's the key to understand is that of those 11,000 at-bats he took, he still had to show up, right? And that for you, like think about it in your lifetime. If you had 11,000 workouts, you think every single one's going to be perfect? No. You think, but, but here's the thing. Can you imagine if you had 200 home run workouts? Like it was your best workout of your life, right? But then 3,000 of those were solid workouts. And the other times, like you just showed up even when you felt like shit, right? But you still showed up to take a swing. I think you'd be a lot further along having had 11,000 workouts under your belt than someone who just didn't feel like going. The exact same advice I give to coaches for their social media. I think you'd be a lot further along at making videos at doing podcasts. If you had 11,000 posts on your Instagram, 
because you're going to learn something. You're going to get a hit. You're going to go viral probably. And sometimes it might totally flop. But otherwise, regardless, you still showed up to swing. You still showed up to take a hit. And that's the number one thing. Imagine if Derek Jeter didn't show up because he didn't fucking feel like it. He wouldn't have made the Hall of Fame. That goes for any other player. Imagine if Tom Brady didn't feel like throwing the football today. He wouldn't have won seven championships. But guess what? He just lost last week to the Carolina Panthers, like three, like 20 to three. Like yeah. that was a total strikeout. He totally like flopped that game. Does that, does that mean any less of him as a quarterback? No, because he still shows up ready to throw. He still shows up wanting to win a Super Bowl. But imagine if he just sat on the sidelines and just sulked and was like, oh, we just lost this game and like didn't show up for the next game, ready to throw. So you have to step up to the plate ready to hit every single time. Yep, absolutely. And another thing that like I know you talk about a lot and I've seen it with other accounts too is like the not having these grand expectations. Like there's the home run effort but not expecting the home run. So it's really comes down to the process more than anything. And, and that's the thing, dude, is I think most people, the reason they fall off their weight loss journey is because they're chasing the number and they're chasing what, they're, what they weighed in high school versus the process of actually getting healthy for their three children, mm -hmm. right? Those are two completely different things. You want to chase the body you had in high school. So what you're going to do is all these drastic measures and all these tummy tees, all these bullshit saran wrap stuff. I don't fucking know what's out there nowadays, <laughs> but like you're going to do all the wrong things because you're chasing an end goal versus doing all the right things, doing it a little bit more slower and sustainably, but actually doing it because of an actual purpose and reasoning behind it. You wanting to be healthy for your kids that you have, because in 10 years from now, if you don't, you won't fucking be here right? That's a fucking purpose, right? Versus I need to look good on high school at my high school weight because I need to post a photo on fucking Instagram. Like you think your kids care about that? No, they need you to be here in the next 10 years and you need to lose that weight because that's, what's going to get you healthy. But because your purpose is your children, it's a completely different purpose and a completely different perspective shift. When you understand like that is the goal is for them. Right. And so you could be the mom or the dad that you need to be for your children. Right. I think a lot of coaches too, when it comes to their social media, they're like, Oh, I want, I want to get the million followers. I want to get a hundred thousand followers. And like, for what? Like, you're not going to be happy when you get it. If you're not happy now with even just one person commenting on your videos or commenting on your stuff, what makes you think you're going to be happy when you get more of that? Right. What makes you think you're going to, you're going to want more of that. And, and guess what? This is, this is the, this is the thing I love to say all the time. I'm going to, I, I have a video coming out on this, but I'm going to say this. It's fitness coaches know the exact um the exact advice to give to their clients when it comes to weight loss like when you you know if you want to lose weight you got to be in a calorie deficit you have to eat less you have to move more you have to strength train all these things eat more protein all these things that they know right but when it comes to social media for them they want it fast mm -hmm. right they want the hack they want the tummy tea of social media they want the detox tea of social media they want all the quick stuff with their social media other than showing up consistently every single day, hitting post, engaging, they want more of it now. They want all the quick stuff, all the opposite advice that they give. And I'm like, who the fuck are you to want it quickly? Like you understand if you want to build muscle, it's going to take time. Unless you want to inject some artificial stuff into your, into your glutes, you can. Like, but again, you have to practice what you preach. And if you're practicing, look, I want, and, and, and it, there's a correlation that I also understand too of like, the people that get it fast don't appreciate it. 
because I'm like, you want the results of getting the muscles, getting the, the, the six pack and everything. Then when you get there, you're like, fuck this. I don't even want it. You know why? Cause you didn't even enjoy the journey of it. That's why I always say like, when you want to grow on YouTube, you want to grow on TikTok, on Instagram, all these platforms, they all work by the way. You have to actually enjoy the process of like doing it, like making the videos because you actually want to help people, like getting on the podcast because you actually want to talk to people, engaging with with, with your, your followers, your fans. This is why I love Gary Vee so much because he actually does that stuff. Like he doesn't think he's too good enough for his, his fans. of like, I have 10 million fans. I can't interact with you. He wouldn't be there if it weren't for them. Like Absolutely. all of you coaches that like want more audience members and want more followers, but you're too good to interact with them and engage them. You wouldn't be there if it weren't yeah. for them. That's my thing is I'm like, you wouldn't be there if it weren't for these people. So the fact that you are too good to not give back to them is fucking selfish of you. Right. It's so and it's like mind you, blowing. It really yeah. is. But, but that's I'm, what I'm saying. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, like, at least in my own experience, like, I don't have some gigantic following, but like talking to people and actually helping them out is so much more fulfilling than a stupid number of followers. Like, I love every single one of the followers, but actually talking to them makes such a bigger difference and gives you so much more than just like sitting on that number and being like, I'm hot shit. Yeah. Amen. And that's the thing is I'm like, it's it's never wrong to want to chase numbers at all. Like I, I think we should all have numbers in our head tangibly, but I think yeah. if you just focus on the one human being behind it and then understanding like that one human being can then share that with another human being and that trickles out and all this other things, like you have to focus on just the one human because that's what's going to get it out to more other humans. But I think we focus too much on like, and this is from a social media perspective, all these other thousands and hundred thousands of people that we're going to, you know, this video is going to reach and whatever. But it's like, but we don't focus on just that one person, the same person that works out. Like you don't just focus on the one workout, like just act where your feet are. That's it. Do yeah. what you can with what you have right now. Yeah. And I mean, to your point of like how you can't get all caught up in like that end goal. It's like when the people that seem to get it the most almost have treat results and like their big, big goals, almost like side effects of their hard work. It's like when you get that process down, it's not if, but when, and then you fine tune it along the way. But, but that's the thing, man, is that you have to be bought into the process of it itself. You have to be in, bought into the process of like, I'm going to, I'm going to track my calories as uh, every single day. I'm going to get my workouts in. I'm going to get my steps in. Like, just do that every day. I'm going to drink more water. Like if all you could do today is drink more water. Amazing. Great. Can we compound that? Then the next week, can we focus on one week, just getting in more water? Cool. Then the next week, can we focus on just like adding in more steps? If you usually take in 3000 steps a day, can the next week, can we try for 4,000 steps? That's a thousand more, right? Yep. And like, can we build on that? Can we exactly. try to maybe get to 10,000 steps by the end of the year, right? Every single day. And like all these things, like, let's just focus on what we have today and what we could do today. Like, can you eat one vegetable with your meal? Can you, can you replace having, I don't know, uh, the, the, the fried rice with like grilled asparagus today. Like, can we just make those little shifts, those little things and like being bought into the process of that. But it all starts with just the one, like drink some more water today, like literally focus on those little things. And I guarantee you it will compound, but you have to be bought into that. The reason most people again, fall off is because they just taste these numbers. They just taste these, these weird goals. I want to look like fucking Kim Kardashian, and like all these other people. And it's just like, that's so completely unattainable. It's like, you have to be where you are. You have to understand like what you want. Like, I just think people have it all, all messed up. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like when people do go at it with that mindset of like chasing that long-term goal right now, they try and do everything all at once. Like they get caught up. And I mean, you probably see it with coaches all the time. It's like, well, I got to be on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. And it's like, why don't we just focus on one and get really good at it? Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. I think a lot of people, it, it's funny you say this. I, uh, cause I'm looking to hire an editor. Um, <laughs> And I posted in a Facebook group of like, it's called, I need an editor Facebook group. <laughs> and I explained that I'm looking for a vertical video editor. I can't tell you the amount of negative comments from people that are like, vertical videos are stupid. Like uh, it's such a lost art. And it's, it's like a, it, it's, it's ridiculous that this is even a job type thing. And then there's some people that are like, no vertical video is completely like real. And it's here today, but it's, it, it's, it's just the, the perspective i'm like you're so stuck on your own ways that like you don't even want to adapt right and so the reason i say that is because i'm just like i never will diss a platform twitter works instagram tiktok youtube uh linkedin pinterest uh facebook like all these platforms work like all do i will never dismiss a platform ever i will never say you shouldn't do twitter you should because you i think you should do all of it but I think if you are completely strapped for time and if you are completely overwhelmed, I think you should focus on a video first platform right now because A, that is the most uncomfortable thing for you to do is get on video, but it is the most rewarding platform for you right now because I can see you, I can hear you, I can't text behind, I can't be a keyboard warrior. Like I, I'm right here with you, right? Like there's no, there's no fluff to any of this. It's what you get is what you see. And I think if you can get that hard part out of the way, everything else will be easy. You could take that audio, make it for a podcast. You could take that, the, the audio and transcribe it for written articles for Twitter. You can pull all these things, but you're doing the hardest thing possible, but you're also doing the most rewarding thing possible because then people trust you more and people are more bought into you. So whenever I say focus on one platform, it's not because I'm trying to limit you and say like, no, don't do these things. Don't do YouTube. Don't do this. I know when you, only, when you focus on more than one thing at a time and you're already overwhelmed as it is, if you try to add in more, you're going to just quit. It's Dude, it's the same concept with working out. This is why I love the fitness industry is because if I'm telling you, hey, just let's focus on getting more water today, oh, but I need to do CrossFit. I need to do the keto diet. I need to, I need to do this. Like It gets overwhelming. And it's like, no, no, no. Let's just focus on this today. That's it. I wanted to get really good at this and then we can add in. I'm always a big fan of, I would rather add in than subtract. If we have to subtract it, then that means it's not working for us and we're already having too much. I would rather, we always have to add in because then that way I know you've mastered one thing and you've gotten really good at it and adding something in only complements what you're already doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you hit the nail on the head because a lot of people are just like, they're chasing that like every single thing. And I mean, I know at least like from following you and trying and following it, like in say TikTok, for example, two years ago, I went all in, got 30K, 36 now, but now priorities have shifted. TikTok decided, hey, we're going to charge you for your followers or for your views. And I'm like, okay, time to transition to Instagram. And that could be like somebody in their like lifespan where it's like, okay, in my twenties, cutting out carbs really worked well, but now in my 40s and 50s, the kids want cookies and like want to go out to dinner. No carbs isn't going to work. So time to shift focus, time to like actually find a different way of doing things where you can still see success. 
again, and that comes with auditing where you are. I think you always have to be auditing, like what's working, what's not working, what's serving me, what's not serving me, right? We talked about in the beginning, like the whole time management. If, if at 10 a.m., so like I, I have blocked off my calendar from like 10 to like 12 is when I typically like do podcast time, right? Like my own stuff and then so, and podcasts like yours. If in a month from now, I'm like, oh man, things have shifted. Something else happened. I took another client on and they need to have meetings during this time. I have to, ch- I have to switch that, right? Like that, this used to work for me. Now it doesn't. Now I have to change it, right? But that's okay. You always have to audit like what's actually working and what's not working. But here's the thing. That doesn't mean that I completely neglect doing podcasts. It just means, okay, I'll, I'll rework it, right? Yep. If working out for you at 5 p.m. was your go-to thing, but you have, I don't know, another kid now and you have to, and you're going to be up in the middle of the night and everything. And you're going to be like, or, or, or um, how do I, let me, let me frame it. Um, well, like, like, let's say for example, if working out at later at night for you was the thing, cause you had to drop your kids off at school in the morning, but now it's summertime and they don't have to go to school in the morning. So you can now work out in the morning. Cool. Like that's what works for you then. But like, it's always just auditing, like what's going to work for me now. And what can I actually adhere to? But also having the the long-term vision of like, okay, is this something that is actually sustainable for me? And if not, cool, then what do I need to do to set that up? And if it's something so simple as like, just change the time of when I work out, cool. Everything else stays the same. I'm going to hit my calories. I'm going to drink my water, get my steps in. It's just, I have to rework all that. But that is the concept that stays the same. Yep. It's that whole concept of like reverse engineering. Like you see yep. where you're at and then you work it back. But so many times people flip it and they're like, how can I, like, they just get caught at that surface level of like, what do I do right now in the moment instead of taking that step to plan out? Cause I mean, I know at least personally, my daily checklist of things has like been in 10 different variations since the year started. Like you just yeah. got to figure out what works. And I wish yep. I had John earlier because I literally just did a podcast saying adaptability is the best ability because if you can master that, you can make anything work. I, I, I the other ability is availability too. Yes. Of like in, in sports, in life and whatever availability is the best availability. Like you being able to actually do that. That's, that's the whole thing that I said about like, what is your purpose and what is your goal to wanting to like lose weight and stuff. And it's like, okay, because you actually want to be there. Okay. So you actually need to be available for your kids. Like that's the most important thing is like the availability of it. Like you have to be there for your team. Like you're kind of like the point guard of your team. And it's like the best ability again, like Kyrie Irving, he can have the best handles, the best dribbling skills. He can be the best, like he can move around people really quickly, but like, if he's not available to play, none of that matters. Absolutely. And I mean, it's like that old adage of like, you got to have a full cup to fill everybody else's. If you're operating with an empty cup, like if you're like a mom, for example, that has zero energy because she can't sleep and doesn't eat right. How are you expecting to like be the best mom that you possibly can be or dads or whatever? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I, I mean, it all, it all circles back. The parallels are endless when it comes to like just productivity in general, fitness, nutrition, and all that. It's just pretty wild. Dude, that, that, that's why I love the, like the fitness entrepreneur, fitness coach and social media space and everything. Cause I'm like, I can relate what's, what's so funny to me is I'm like, I will call you on your bullshit when you do something that is kind of like how your client would do it. But yet mm-hmm. the advice that you give to them isn't what you're preaching. And I'm just like, I, I love, I, I love just seeing the parallels with it. Cause I'm like, 
I give you the, the same advice you're giving your clients. I just make it contextual for what you're doing. And then you put it in a perspective like, oh my God, I'm sounding like my clients. And it's just like, yeah, like let's change that. Yeah. And as a coach hearing that, it's always the shot to the gut. Like, oh, I'm a hypocrite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, literally it's like you, you tell your clients, like, sh like show up every day for yourself of like, can you go get your walk and can you go get your strength training and go to your cardio? But then like, I say the exact same thing. I'm like, your social media is no different. Like you want to, you want to grow your audience. You want to like grow reach and everything, but like, you're not doing the daily things that you say to do kind of like what you do with working out. Absolutely. Absolutely. You got, we all just got to get really good at holding ourselves to the fire. And like, yeah. if we can't hiring out and getting a coach or like getting a mentorship or something like that, because I know like Jordan Syatt's mentorship saying exactly what you're saying, like would hold us and say like, Hey, you expect your clients to eat veggies, but you don't want to film today. And it's like, sometimes you need that person to hold you accountable if you yeah. can't do it yourself. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it. Like, that's, like, no. I think, I think it's okay to have a, like, I think most people look at fitness coaches and they're like, they got it all figured out. Like they, they have people accountable for that. Like they can hold themselves accountable. It's like, no, there's coaches that have coaches. Like there's a reason therapists have therapists, like other people, they need other people like them, but to kind of take them out of what they do because they're so in it, you know, like, this is why I'm really high on like in the next, even hopefully next couple months or so, like I'm going to get my own videographer like my own editor for my, for myself. Cause I want to put out a shitload of stuff, but like, it helps me. Cause I'm like, I am so in it that like, I sometimes can't see other things, but when you have someone that's out of it, a little external, like maybe they'll be able to see certain things that you can't. And it's like, Oh my God, I didn't think that we could have done this, but like you, you again, you kind of get your own in your own way a little bit. Um, but just understanding that like other coaches and other people, like they have coaches too, to hold them accountable. Absolutely. And I mean, yeah. when you go down the rabbit hole of like the business stuff, like you hear like big names like Hermosi or like Jason Phillips talk about it all the time. Like you got to figure out what the bottleneck is and then address it. And like, if you are not good at something, figure out who is and get them on your team. Like if you mentally have trouble, like with your emotions and making sense of them, get a therapist. If you have trouble holding yourself accountable in the gym, get yourself a coach or a personal trainer. Like there's no harm in saying, I'm not good at this. And oftentimes the bottleneck is you. Yeah. <laughs> and it absolutely is. It yeah. mo most times it's because we're all in our own heads too much. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, when it, I know at least personally, like with a lot of the clients that I try and help out, like they, for whatever reason, come to me and they're just like, I want it. I tried so many years to do it on my own, but I just got to do the damn thing. And I'm like, well, why haven't you? And they're like, Ugh. it's like, you got to reach out sometimes. You, you, that, that's the other thing too, is like, you got to rip the bandaid off. Like I talked about in the beginning of this, like my whole nose situation. I hate going to the doctor. I hate it. Like I, I, I will, and it's funny cause I wanted to be a pediatrician, right? Like I, like when I, before this whole video thing, like I wanted to get into the medical field yet. I hate going to the doctor now because I, and this is going to sound so messed up. Uh, it's because I come from a, an Italian family to where like my father's like, he doesn't even need Advil, right? Like that kind of Italian father and that kind of Italian family towards like, we don't need Advil, you know? Yeah. Um, and so for me, I always think like, it's, it's funny. My dad, when I was younger, um, whenever he would have a headache, he never wanted to take Advil. Cause he's like, 
no, like my body's strong, it'll fight it. And I'm like, okay, but like, it's not, it's been hours and you still have a headache. Like clearly something's off, right? And so for me, I even hate taking Advil or I get a lot of like tension headaches. I hate taking it because I feel like I'm now weaker. And it's just, it's, it's such a mental thing for me that I have to get over. But um, going to the doctor for me is something I don't want to do. And like this whole nose issue that I have, like doing this stuff, it's a Band-Aid issue. I can get a humidifier. I can put my fingers up my nose and try to fix it, right? But like, it's all a Band-Aid until I actually yeah. get it addressed, until I actually like rip this fucking nose strip off and go see what's under the hood, right? But like, you don't know what you don't know, but you just gotta like, you just gotta rip it off, even if it's uncomfortable. Like, I I am dreading scheduling an appointment with an ENT, but I know I'm like, I gotta do it. Yeah, because all you can think about is all that stuff that you got to put up with, like, oh, I don't want that thing up my nose. Oh, I don't want the awkwardness of having the conversation. And it's like, just do the damn thing. Well, not even just that, man. I don't want the, so like, you know, when you get like nose surgery, like your eyes yeah. here just get black. I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want that. I don't want to look weird like that. I don't want to uh, have to not be able to breathe through my nose for a week. I, but then again. I'm going to not be able to breathe through my, my nose for the rest of my life if I can't <laughs> fix this out. Um, it's just all those little things that I'm like, but that's so short term. Like that's going to go away. But for a lifetime of like better breathing, I'm like, it's a no brainer. You know, it's almost like a, a client that's like, oh, but I don't want to get my steps in or go to the gym or whatever. But it's like, it's all these short term things for like a long term result that like would set you up for a, so much more success. Um, yeah, it's just, I, I I relate to that. It's just, I, I again have such an aversion to the, <laughs> medical field right now even though i wanted to be in it um yeah it's just so weird i i mean my girlfriend's the same way she's literally in her residency right now and she's like the world's worst patient so like (laughs) it's definitely a thing (laughs) yeah i love it that's funny but uh yeah i mean i think we covered a lot when it came to just habits and like fitness and all that stuff now that being said i gotta ask every single person that comes on this podcast like this is probably like the most revealing question that we're going to go into. And I know everybody who's been listening for a little bit knows where this is headed. I got to ask you, what is your favorite movie and why? Wow, man. Um... <laughs> this is going to tell us a lot. So I, I, I have, I have, I have three of them in my head and it's all because they, they stem off each other. Um, I really like the oceans 11, 12 and 13 movies. Okay. Yep. I never got, I never got into those, but they, everybody raves about them. Yeah. I, I, I like them mainly because it's, it's in Vegas. I mean, for actually, no, for a couple of them. Um, but I just like the, the teamwork of it and like the, uh, the like hidden like hidden ways that they like try to like rob the hotel and like try to get back at the owner but like all these like little intricacies that they have to do um even like uh like fast five like with like Vin Diesel, old rock like paul walker all that like i like all the behind the scenes stuff of like okay there's an objective that they have to do like they have to steal that safe out of the the uh the brazilian bank and it's like the way that they're going to tie it up with like the, the dodge chargers and like rip it out and like it's 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 all of that it's like okay we know what the end goal is like how are you going to get there and for me it's just it's cool to see like okay like what we talked about like reverse engineering it we know yep. what what's going to happen but it's almost like the how of like how are you going to do this 
you know? Yeah. And from a storytelling perspective, from like a video creator side, like I, I can't ever watch a movie or any video without analyzing everything. <laughs> um, it's, it's cool to me because I get to see like the inner workings of like, okay, what are the components of this? Like, who's the bad guy that, that is going to, we have to overcome, like, what's the objective of this? And like, what's the plot? What's the storyline? Who are the characters involved? What roles do they play? Right. Um, it's, it's, it's just funny, but like now that I've really gotten into like the psychology of making videos and like the content side of it, I recently listened to uh, Mr. Beast podcast when he was on with like the Nelk boys and Mr. Beast, if you don't know him, he's a large YouTuber. He has over a hundred million subscribers right now. And he has a theory that if you go watch a Pixar film, you will learn more about human psychology in a video and what to do than any other YouTuber you could possibly study. And I'm like, huh, like you, like what he was saying is like, if you want to learn what people like, what people want to watch, what people gravitate towards, go watch a Pixar film. And I'm like, interesting. And I'm like, okay, when I think of a Pixar film, I'm like, is that like Monsters Inc type thing? And it, it, it stemmed in my head. Cause I'm like, okay, what do people want? Like connection they want relatability they want a story like like what what do they want you know and now for me i'm like i need to find a pixar film that i want that i have not seen and i want to analyze it and i want mm -hmm. to be able to understand okay like why did i like it and i think if and this is just a fun psychology thing from like a video perspective is like why are you like entranced by a video like why do you stop scrolling on tiktok or instagram like what is catching your attention and like why do you like it you know oftentimes it's probably something that like our psychology wants to know or like something inside of us is just itching to find out um it's just really interesting to me yeah that's that's pretty wild now i'm like thinking of all the all the pixar movies in my head i'm like what am i gonna watch tonight <laughs> like right it's it's just like but but for me i'm like okay if i can watch one pixar film that you're saying is gonna teach me more than any other youtuber i could possibly analyze my now my next question is i'm like which one should i watch first <laughs> You know? Yeah. I mean, cause you know that like, at least at Disney, they have a formula that they follow and clearly it works because they've been around forever. I mean, you have the loss of somebody, you have somebody grieving, working through their feelings. There's a parent to like child relationship going on. And it's all the like specific individual things that they go through on that journey that like are super duper relatable to all of us. But that, that's the thing where you, excuse me, what you just said, the relatability of it right? Like how many of us have a parent child relationship that not necessarily we could work on, but that there were struggle in. Yep. Like what are things that we've gone through that like are tough mm -hmm. that other people might be going through? It's that relatability of it. That's what's yeah. huge. And that's why like when, when people like, cause I've had that conversation of like, what's your favorite Disney movie? And I tell everybody um, onward. Cause like, and that's one of those ones that people really don't watch that much, but because it nailed the bro older brother, younger brother dynamic, and I'm the older brother, I, it got me in the feels. It really did. And it's all about that, like how you said, like when you're making the video, like connecting and like making it relatable and hitting somebody right where they need it at that time. Yeah. And, and dude, that's why like, I, I pay attention a lot, to, like even stranger things. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm like, why is it that I'm so anticipatory, like anticipating the next series to come out, like the season five, right? It's because they left me on a cliffhanger. They left an open loop for me that I need to close now. It's that itch that like, oh my God, like what's going to happen next? And it's like, they're like, they're waiting for it. But what's cool is like, they, they have your attention by your hand. 
right mm-hmm. now. And they know whenever they announce a trailer, a whatever, like it's going to get a lot of buzz and it's going to get press. It's going to get articles of like Stranger Things 5 is coming out in the next month or two. And like people are going to get ready for it. Right. But it, it, it's cool because it's like when you can understand why human beings are gravitated towards certain things and why they want to watch certain things and consume certain things, it all stems back to the exact same reason. Like there's just a storyline, there's relatability, there's struggle, there's a character that needs to be overcome. There's the main character, there's all the supporting characters. It's just, there's, there's a story with it. And the storytelling element of everything is what's powerful and what's key. Absolutely. And I mean, I know at least as myself as a, creator like it's hard to tell a good story sometimes where it's like how are people going to receive this because you see like friends like post stuff and you're like oh okay that didn't hit how i think they wanted it but i could probably do this and it's it's really not an easy thing to do to tell a good story yeah and, and that's that's what's so so powerful like um I, I always say this if you can have a way if you're making content not necessarily having to but um or maybe you're someone that does consume content like look for the story within the video right? The reason some of the best content does so well is because there's usually a story tied to it. There's usually a storytelling component that maybe you can relate to, or maybe you can picture yourself within it. One of the best imageries that someone can do is, what what I'm trying to say is, um, is like paint the picture for someone, right? So I, I made a video recently that was talking about like long form and short form content. So if you're if you're brand new to this, I'm gonna paint this picture for you really, really clearly, like I just did right now. <laughs> so your long form content, right? Like when you make when you make videos on YouTube. So anyone listening, if you're brand new to content or if you see anyone that's brand new, when you make YouTube videos, what I look at that as is like you're planting a seed, right? Because at because in 10, 20 years from now, that video is like a tree. It will grow like a maple tree, which take 20 to 30 years I learned to, to grow. Not that your video will take that long, but you're almost like making a deposit into the soil. And essentially the way YouTube's algorithm works and why I love YouTube more than Instagram, TikTok is because those videos will last forever. They will always be able to, to be evergreen. That's why that's such a powerful platform. Same thing with podcasting. Same thing with like long form content is that all these pieces all these little seeds can continue to grow, right? The way you do that is by putting water on it, fertilizing it. How do we water and fertilize it? We continue to share it. We continue to reference these videos. We continue to get traffic towards it, right? We continue to foster it. And over time, it will continue to grow. The other thing too is, I, I say this to people that are like, oh, I don't know what to make today. And you know, that's why I say start with the long form content because within those videos, think of it like an apple tree. You're going to have a lot of things to pick from off the tree, right? A lot of different apples to get. Let's say you're picking apples with a friend and you pick a red delicious apple, which I think are the best. And if you disagree, you're entitled to your wrong opinion. Um, if you pick an apple off of a tree, that's like a mini video now that you can then post to Instagram. You can post that to TikTok. And you can then, when you have that apple, let's say you give it to a friend and they're like, oh my God, where'd you get this apple? Oh, I got it from this tree over here. You're essentially putting it out on social media for other people to be like, look at this apple, look at this piece of content, and then you build up enough interest with it so they can go to the actual tree to pick more apples and to get more value from that video. Yeah. And that sounds like kind of like how you were talking about taking a swing. It's like, that's not just a swing, that's a calculated swing. Yes. So the chances of it hitting harder are that much better. Yeah, amen. But, but, but yeah. here's the thing, again, buying into the process, the whole thing we talked about. You can't expect a YouTube video to go, but you're not Mr. Beast. Like you're not, 
But Mr. Beast, dude, he started off making Minecraft videos. Like, that was what he did. Yeah. And like then it fruition to where he the reason he got so big is because he made a video counting to from one to ten thousand for three and a half hours straight. That got like <laughs> that got like fifty million. I'm not kidding, got fifty million views. That's but like, insane. But it's interesting because yeah, like 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 when when you hear that. When so I, I guarantee you someone listening to this podcast right now will go look up Mr. Beast counting one to 10,000. Why? Gonna... <laughs> because, it, because it creates a level of curiosity. You want to know why he's doing this. You want to know if he actually did it. I told you how long it took. It took three and a half hours. But you also want to see, was there some sort of struggle with it? Or did he just completely breeze through it? Right? It, it creates curiosity. People want to watch that. Yeah. And it's funny you say that because like, I know again, like with our fitness journeys and stuff, one of the best things that people can do is videotape their journey, like document, like kind of like how Gary V was talking about, but like being consistent, actually doing the damn thing all the time and keeping that posting up. It, it's something that like weeds a lot of people out. Amen. Oh, dude, I, I, I can't tell you the amount of people that like, and that's why I love that you said that. I can't tell you the amount of people that want to start a YouTube channel but then when they realize all the work that goes into the filming, the editing, the tagging of the video, the description, the titling, the thumbnail, they weed themselves out in, in two months, right? Yeah. That's not me being negative and saying like, wow, you're not supporting people doing that. No, no, no. I just understand what goes into it. You don't. You yeah. think you want to be a YouTuber because it's flashy and because you want to make money off AdSense. It's not that easy. Right? And that's why uh, it's like, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, that's why it's so laughable when people are like, it's so saturated. I'm like, not with good quality stuff. It's not. It, correct. It, it's not saturated. I, I think people use saturated as a reason to not do because like, oh, it's just so saturated. No, you want to know what's fucking saturated, Becky, is you doing the exact same stupid real trends, the exact same trending audio, the exact same trending sounds and being just like everyone else. That's why it's so saturated because it's saturated with the same fucking bullshit. That's why. And that, that and that's what gets me fired up is when people complain about the market or Instagram or TikTok or YouTube being all so saturated. The only reason it's saturated is because everyone's making the exact same shit, right? The only reason it's saturated is because everyone's telling everyone what to do. Instead, why don't you show someone what to do? And instead, why don't you show someone a different way on how to do something instead of telling them and shoving the information down their throat of how they should do it? Okay, you're telling someone to be in a calorie deficit. Cool. Why don't you show them what a calorie deficit looks like, right? Like if you want them to be in an 1800 calorie deficit, oh, you just do this, do this, do this. Cool. Why don't you show them what that looks like? Why don't you show them what a breakfast looks like, a lunch, a snack, a dinner, a dessert looks like 1800 calories. Why don't you give them an idea of what that actually looks like? So they have an idea of what they can go buy. But instead, just like do this, just do this, just eat less, just move more. Why don't you show them how to move more? Why don't you show them how to sneak in some extra steps in their day? Why don't you show them how to actually strength train properly? Why don't you show them these things, right? But not, And I'm not just saying from a showing perspective, like actually physically showing what you're doing. Yes, but also showcasing your content in a different way, right? The reason everything's just so saturated is because everyone just does the exact same shit. Again, it goes back to what we talked about at the beginning. You want to be like everyone else? Do the exact same thing everyone's doing. You want to be different? Put a little bit more effort into it put a little different spin onto it, right? And that's what will get you separated from other people, right? Everyone right now, what are they doing on Instagram? I'm sure a lot of you are seeing this. You see people doing trending trend videos. Like they put the text over, they dance, they do all this, all this shit. And I'm like, I'm gonna be honest with you. If, if my doctor 
who who's my ENT for my nose was just dancing on TikTok, I wouldn't want to get surgery from him. No, I wouldn't. But if he's telling me or showing me on camera, like, okay, if you get this surgery, like, here's what might be happening. Or like, it, it, before you might like think about like getting the surgery, if you have a deviated septum, here's what it actually looks like. You may be struggling with this. When you walk up the stairs, you might be breathing more through your mouth. And like, he's actually showing like him panting or when you're sleeping, you might tend to open it up and breathe with your mouth more. But like now I'm, I'm, I feel more trusted by him because I'm like, oh my gosh, you understand what I'm going through. And you're actually painting the picture of what the actual struggle is I'm facing. Then if you can paint the picture for me of what the actual recovery looks like at the end of the surgery of like, you're probably going to look like this. You probably might feel like this when you sleep, it might look like this. So what you can do is this, right? I want you to have a glass of water next to your bed with some salt or whatever, like show me what I need to do. But that's different to me than just dancing and shaking your ass and all this other stuff that everyone wants to do. You're just like, you're just being like everyone else. Yep, exactly. And I'm just taking notes because you just gave me like a month's worth of content ideas. <laughs> Good. I love it. Yeah. And I think that's a great place to, to end on because I want to be respectful of your time. I want to make yeah, sure man. that we end on a good spot. And that was just perfect. <laughs> I hope it. that everybody got a lot out of this because I know I sure as hell did. Um, thank you again, Rico, for coming on. And before we end this, uh, where can the people find you? Where do you want to send them so they can check out more of your stuff? Yeah. So if you are, cause I, I know Brian gave me a little insight as to like the, the demographic that would be listening. Um, so if you completely don't want to make videos and like anything to do with content, I totally get that. Still would love you to come hang out. Um, you can come follow me on TikTok, which is Rico Incarnati. Um, same thing on Instagram, Rico.Incarnati. Um, I would actually appreciate. And if you could, if you are listening to this tag, both Brian and I on your Instagram story, like screenshot this actual podcast that you're listening to, put it on your Instagram story, tag both of us, send us both a message. You can say that Italian kid sucked or he was great <laughs> on the podcast. Um, let me know like what you actually did enjoy from this. Um, I always just like hearing kind of feedback um, and I've actually kind of changed my tone a little bit on just more so how I approach things. It might sound a little bit more aggressive, but I just know that people are capable of more than what they think. And sometimes you just need a little kick in the ass to do it. And the main take home from this is you can listen to this podcast. You can be inspired. You can be motivated. You can be excited. None of that matters if you don't actually do it, right? None of that matters if you don't actually go implement, if you don't actually go take action on it. Because it's one thing to just have this information and have this feeling and feel motivated. You can come back and listen to this podcast. But if you do nothing with it, nothing will happen. Like literally nothing, right? Any, any podcast, whether it's Brian's, whether it's, uh, Joe Schmoes, whether it's Jordan Science, whether it's whoever's podcast you may listen to, if you don't actually go implement and go do things that people are telling you and giving you advice on, then none of that matters, right? So that's the main thing is, what did you actually take away from this? What was most helpful? Um, that's all. And so you can come hang out there. Um, let me know, shoot me a message if I can ever help you with anything, whether it's video content, whether it's not, like, I'm always here to help. Awesome, man. Awesome. And you nailed it on the head with uh, sometimes you need a kick in the ass because that's the sign off every single week. Thank you guys so much for coming in and checking out the podcast. Go kick some ass. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode and you're a new listener, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss another episode. And if you're a returning listener, I would love your feedback. If you could take two seconds to just leave a quick review on iTunes or Spotify and rate the show, that would be greatly appreciated. So thank you in advance and have a great rest of your week. Thank you.